Hello, hello, hello. Ready, my bro? Yep, go ahead Ready? and hit that record Ready, button. Let's go. All right. Hello and good morning, world, and welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast. I hope that you all are having a blessed morning. Um, hope that you all had a blessed Christmas holiday. Uh, as you all are tuning in along with us um, and getting your weekend started. Uh, the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast can be found on Facebook. Uh, via the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast page, on Spotify as the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, YouTube as the Early Morning Sports Talk Podcast, Apple Podcasts, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price and Jamar Goodman, amongst other various streaming platforms. Uh, today is December 26, 2020, the day after Christmas holiday season. Um, it begins an important part of... Um, well, amongst some folks, uh, an important part of our history, an important part of uh, knowing who we are as African-Americans. I'm not that, you know, viewers are not African-American or only African-American. We have various viewers of the Early Mother Sports Talk podcast, but I wanted to hit on uh, Jamar Kwanzaa. Um, it's something that me and my family celebrates and uh, the principles are just tremendous. And so um, this uh, wonderful celebration goes from December 26th to New Year's Day. Um, however, we have seen an interesting week in the sports world where we saw Jason Tatum pull up right in the eye of the reigning defensive player of the year, uh, Gianna Antetokounmpo. We saw a wonderful slate of Christmas Day games um, in which the Brooklyn Nets, uh, I think you can agree, Jamal, they look extremely dangerous. Um, and, and KD, you know, he looked like he's just toying with people. He started to toy with Boston, and for me, that said a lot, like, Boston looked like they were ticked off because they looked like there was no physical way that they could stop him. They were trying to throw Marcus Smart at him, Jason Tatum, various defenders. They just weren't lengthy enough. They didn't have enough height. And so I think it kind of frustrated um, defenders for sure. Um, and so that was very, very interesting to see. Uh, we saw the college football playoff field announced. Um, do you agree with that selection, World? I don't disagree. Or I don't agree, I disagree. And so I'll uh, talk about that later. Um, we had to hit on the Bulls. Uh, I don't or I don't really see much of a reason for excitement for the foreseeable future that is. Um, after doing a season opener, they got blew out by more points than I can count. Um, and lastly and sadly, the Pittsburgh Steelers looked like they were the 210 one football team instead of the Cincinnati Bengals. And so upon this, my brother, we got a lot to cover today. Um, and so with that being said, introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Jamar, what's good, my brother? What's going on, man? Good morning. I like your background, by the way. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, man. And so in that case, let's get right into it. Uh, first things first, I want to know, bro, how did you spend your Christmas? Man, my Christmas was uh, excellent, man. Uh, when I saw my mother... Came back home, you know, enjoyed time with the kids. Everybody enjoyed, you know, their gifts. Uh, five basketball games, one NFL yeah. game. I, I was happy all the way around. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What did you have on the menu? What did y'all what, what cook over there? Man, so we had some lamb, some lamb chops. That man. was, whew. Man, I haven't had that in years. But uh, yeah, that was everything desirable. What about you? 
Uh, so for us, um, I gotta break down the French and Guadalupe tradition to everybody. Um, we bring in Christmas, or my wife's family bring in Christmas uh, at families. And so we generally are at family's house until three, four in the morning. Right. We over there around eight or so. And so um, it's just a good time of celebration, family, food, laughter, drinks, stuff like that. Um, and then on Christmas day, most folks usually rest. And so they don't go out to, they don't really go out much to other folks place um, unless it's like somebody nearby. And so like a few relatives stopped by yesterday. Um, but for the most part, we, you know, relaxed ate. Um, tradition here is uh, like a certain dish um, where you have like either pork or beef, you have uh, um, rice, you have like some yams, um, specific yams, vegetables, stuff like that. You have generally for drink rum with, um, you know, like certain punches, that's like French tradition. And so um, you have all that and um, amongst that you just go in. And so that's what we had, um, you know, change gifts and all that stuff. We actually nice. did that during the evening because we kind of slept for a bit. And um, that's how we brought in Christmas, man. And um, we, we did a really nice prayer too, so that was cool. And so um, there, 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 there you have it. That was our Christmas, man. So that's awesome. we had a great time though, man. Really, really got a chance to, you know, just enjoy one another. All right, so we um, are done with the sentimentals here about Christmas. However, bro, I got a bone to pick. Yep. I got to talk about the college football playoff. And so you, um, being a Notre Dame fan, being around that area, I can see why you would advocate for Notre Dame being that fourth seed and which world I'm predicting they will get blew out. They will get Notre Dame, when they get into the college football playoff, y'all can disagree with me all y'all want. I don't care. It is the day after Christmas, and I'm in a good mood, okay? Notre Dame, when they get into the college football playoff, get whooped every single year. I don't know why they do. I don't know how they just somehow get in. Maybe it's because they're Notre Dame. Maybe it's because they're cool with some people at the committee. I don't know. But they haven't been a relevant national championship contender since Monte Teo got ran over. 12 times by Derrick Henry in the national championship game. And they really haven't been relevant prior to that since Rudy, the movie. So <laughs> with Notre Dame, with Notre Dame, these guys um, somehow get in, but I want to make a case for Texas A&M. My main reason for making a case for Texas A&M world is that every year generally in the college football playoff, and y'all know this as sports fans, they are usually two SEC teams. Reason why? It's not just political. It's more than political. The reason why the SEC usually get two teams is because they're the best freaking conference in football. It's the pre-NFL. And I'm just stating that if I had to bet on who would give Alabama a better game in a committee room, I would have clearly said Texas A&M. Notre Dame, just 
they they for me y'all they lucked up against Clemson earlier in the season they lucked up a lot of stuff had to go their way in order for them to even be in the game in the fourth quarter okay on top of that not mentioning that Trevor Lawrence was out with the virus and the freshman threw 400 plus yards on Notre Dame and Notre Dame against what's supposed to be a top team in the country and if I had to pick after looking at how they played against Clemson on this second round, the ACC championship in which they got whooped, as I figured they would, they got beat pretty bad, as Notre Dame usually does in big games against big boys. Notre Dame's just not a big boy. They're like a, a, a teenager that want to be a big boy, but they still got levels. It's levels to this thing. It's levels to it. And Notre Dame's just not on the level of Alabama or the SEC or certain teams. And so if I was in the committee room, Jamar, I would have clearly stated, hey, I bet that Texas A&M would give Alabama a better run for their money, especially after the uh, SEC championship. We didn't expect Florida to win, but they sure as hell put up a fight. It was 46 to 52. It was a shootout. And I think, um, you know, this kid Mong with uh, uh, Texas A&M is definitely one of the greatest quarterbacks in the country. And I think you'll have a great NFL career. Don't get me wrong. Ian Book will as well. I think that boy will be a stud, but it's just something about Brian Kelly and his play calling that just allows Notre Dame to shrink when it comes to the big boys. And if I had to choose, honestly, at that point, I know Ohio State's in, I know Clemson in, they going, that's going to be a football game. Ohio State's pissed off from last year. Cause I thought that they beat Clemson. I really did. That was, I felt like Clemson, uh, got a a, 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 ref, a favor from the referees last year. I think that's going to be a tight, legit game. And those two teams are legitly in. We know Alabama's in, but I just have a problem with the Notre Dame fighting Irish always getting in if they have a great season, in which they always get spanked when they get in the playoff. And I'm tired of seeing it. I felt that Texas A&M, and I feel strongly, they would have gave them a way better fight, Alabama, and showed that they would have belonged especially since that they are SEC team. And so with that being said, um, that's my snub. Um, go ahead, bro. Um, I think you're going to take up for the Irish. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not saying it wrong because you're not. I, I feel like the only reason why the Irish is in is because I guess their record with their strength of schedule and money. Bottom line, it's a money play. I mean, it is, man. This crap boils down to money for Notre Dame because they're not all that. No, they, they, they haven't been. I mean, everything you said about them beating Clemson earlier. I mean, it's it's true. I mean, that's the reason why I picked Notre Dame to win that game at that time because. I mean, they just had a lot of things in their favor. And then how the game went, it just definitely went in their favor. So, I mean, at this point, like, are you really surprised that the that that the committee would do this? No. No. And and we know what to expect when uh when the the first round of the playoffs happen. We we already know what's gonna happen. They're gonna get spanked, like you said. Every time they're in there, they get embarrassed. Nothing's changed. I don't see any like you know since really sensational top tier, top five NFL prospect on their team. So, I mean, and we know Alabama's full of them. So, 
did they did they get it wrong? Of course they did. But are we surprised? No. Um, Notre Dame is there to generate money. That's just the bottom line. I mean, I feel like it's going to come down to another rematch of a championship game between Alabama and Clemson. We'll see. But, I mean, it's 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 been predictable, and especially the way that this year went with COVID and stuff. I mean, right. I'm pretty sure that's their excuse, too. Like, Notre Dame has been there the whole time. They, they've, you know, they, they only lost – I mean, their, their record is solid. So, it's like, yeah, it is what it is. And this is the scenarios that we talked about last week, that, that this could happen. Did we like right. it? No, because you can make cases for the Cincinnati, uh, Texas A&M like you did, you know, it's other teams, and, you know, you brought up, like, when, when we're going to have an 18 playoff and this, this and that. But, I mean, this is a scenario that we talked about, and it and it happened. So we're not surprised. Not surprising. Good morning, Deshaun. What's good, bro? What's good, Ian? Ian, say Bama in a blowout. Think me and oh, Jamar yeah. that, bro. Bama in a blowout. Um, Deshaun stated Notre Dame doesn't have the offense to compete with anyone, <laughs> unfortunately. I can I, I I can agree with that. They offense, um, man, it looked really good, Deshaun, right against Clemson in the first matchup. I don't know what the hell happened the second matchup, but it looked right. good for most of the season, right? But maybe we can say, Deshaun, that when they play against big boys, now they can compete with they can compete with Temple, right, Jamar? They can compete with um, Duke. But when you play against the Bamas, when you play against the big, big schools, this is when Notre Dame, unfortunately, they just hide under the covers. Like, I have never, ever seen a big game outside of USC. When was that, Jamar, against USC with Reggie Bush at the goal line and, and Corey Mays and those guys? Who's a Morgan Park guy who went to the NFL, by the way? Shout out to the Mustangs. Um, stopped him at the goal line. This was way back when. This was like the biggest game I remember for Notre Dame um, where they actually won. No, they lost. They're like 0-4, Yeah, they lost. So I'm sorry, man, for bringing that up. Ian, my bad, bro. Um, Ian went to Morgan Park, too. Ian Jones, by the way, stated 52-0. <laughs> Hey, um, good morning, Fatima. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how these guys continue to get in, but it is really a travesty. And, um, you know, somebody got to start speaking up about this. So we definitely will on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast and give a darn who disagrees because that ain't our job to tell y'all what y'all want to hear. Our job to tell y'all what y'all need to hear. All right. And so Notre Dame, will they prove us wrong? Um, that game will come up real quick, y'all. They, these games, um, due to the pandemic, bro, yeah. like both season has ran up on as quick as ever. <laughs> so um, right. this game will be next week. <laughs> this game will literally be next Saturday. Wow. So, um, yeah. Uh, so we, we will see what will happen for sure. All right. Um, that is college football. Um, and, and the snubs, which somebody always, unfortunately, get a snub. And uh, maybe you guys should consider an 18 playoff, maybe. All right. Um, however, man, let's talk about yesterday with the NBA. Um, just curious, bro. There was five games yesterday. And in Deshaun, y'all, please feel free for Tim whomever, who's ever NBA fans. I want y'all to basically 
bear with us on this question. So which games did you enjoy yesterday, Jamar? Um, and then is it likely that one of the games that happened yesterday could either be an NBA Finals or a Conference Finals matchup? And, and if so, which one? Like, could, could this – could New Orleans and Miami be an NBA Finals matchup? Eh, maybe not. But Dallas and the Lakers played yesterday. The Clippers and Nuggets played yesterday, which the Clippers looked very angry yesterday. They looked pissed off. They didn't look happy. Um, Golden State and Milwaukee, nah, that was a blowout. Brooklyn and Boston, that was a really good game yesterday. But KD just somehow, you know, he separated himself. He shows why, man, bro, he shows why it makes such a hard argument on who's the greatest player in the NBA today. Because, like, when he just wanted to impose his will, that's exactly what he did. And there was nothing. I could see through the screen where Boston was pissed off Marcus Smart and them. Because they were like, we're trying to stop him, but we can't. It, it, it ain't really much we can do. Like, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do. And so um, that's an advantage that man got for sure. The long oh. arms, he just pull up over you. Did you see how many? I don't know if the world saw, but Tristan Thompson in the world, like Tristan Thompson, Marcus Smart, they were literally trying to put that arm right up in front of KD, and he would literally put it right over their Right, right in their face, swish, and it's just like that's demoralizing for you as a defender. And trust me, world, I've been there. I've I've gotten eyed a few times, right in my eye, and I was pissed off as a defender. It happened to me too, and so I know the feeling when you get eyed right in your face and you playing hard, tough, strong defense, and you doing your best, but there's just nothing. So, Max. Jamar, go ahead, bro. Man. Man, you're right about that. All right, so as far as the games, I think I only laid eyes on like three and a half here. I didn't get a chance to catch the New Orleans-Miami game, but uh, I saw Brandon Ingram and uh, Zion had a pretty good stat line. Uh, Duncan Robinson came to life for what I saw too. Uh, Golden State-Milwaukee, yeah. The Brooklyn Boston game, I, I think I enjoyed that one the most um, yesterday. That I watched the Dallas Lakers game for whatever reason, it didn't have that pizzazz to me. It was, yeah, it was, it was dead. yeah, it was lacking something. Right, right. I think uh, this was, yeah. And uh, Clippers Nuggets, I only saw some of that. I didn't get a chance to watch it all, but that was probably the most competitive game of the night. Um, so I mean. I mean, all in all, it was okay. I, honestly, uh, and the crazy thing about it, even though the best game to me was that Brooklyn Boston game, I was flipping back and forth with the NFL game that was going on. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a but, shootout. Yeah, and uh, and I'll give a shout out to Kamara later on that one. But, oh man, uh, are you happy? I know Deshaun and you are happy. Well, I don't know if he has him on his uh, fantasy team, but I'm sure you are very happy because I saw your post on Facebook. Yeah, indeed. Um. But yeah, uh, out of all these matchups here, the most likely like matchup in a postseason, at uh, I guess you know when it matters the most would be probably Brooklyn and Boston. I feel like, um, as you said, Kevin Durant when he wants to impose his will, he does. There's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter who you are. But he made it known. He's like, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. 
No I mean that 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 statement when when he's made it is is just about as easy of an explanation as you get with the guy. And the great and then Kyrie, like I feel like man, he looks like he's on a revenge tour, doesn't he? He does. He he's been waiting. I feel like he's been waiting for this moment. That's what that's what it feels like. And he's yeah. putting up buckets and he's putting putting them up efficiently. I think yeah. that man shot like 62% from the field or something like that. 37 points, seven three-pointers. Yesterday. Man. Yeah. And it's like the rest of the team, like with with those two stars, they they hustle, they they play hard. That's the like the same DNA that they had before they got there. You match that with those guys, the ball movement is there, the the hunger, they 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 wanted it. And and Jason Tatum's been playing great to start the season and whatnot. But it's like it's, it's only so much you can do with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the biggest difference maker. That yep. is what makes that team elite. Yep. So, so I can I can definitely see this as a potential uh, Eastern Conference Final matchup for sure because we know how good Boston is. We know. I mean, that was they your team to pick. Yesterday, by the way, exactly, exactly. And I know he'll make a you know a big impact for them once he's on the floor and everybody's healthy. Right. I guess the question was going into the season, how good is Brooklyn going to be? And right now they're showing how great they can possibly be when it comes down to it. So that's the matchup for me. Right. And good morning, Prescott, JB. So JB, um, he played football with us as well. We'll hopefully get him on podcast one day. Um, his brother, a very successful NFL player as well from Morgan Park. Um, he stated that Michael Jordan played against plumbers. So it sounds like, uh, Josh, that you maybe are stating that LeBron is the greatest all time or KD, uh, they better than MJ, I don't know, or maybe the competition at least. But um, maybe we'll get a chance to dissect that comment. But in regards to uh, the Brooklyn Nets, bro, they are deep as hell. Like, I think people don't realize the acquisitions. And I'm not just talking about Levert being able to do his thing off the bench. It's 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 the um it's the light skinned guy from the Clippers. Um I can't think it started with the S's last name. Shoot the ball um and, and can just get super hot. Um you know about Joe Harris and you know he can get hot at any moment. Um you got still DeAndre Jordan for boards you still got him for that lob a whole bunch of lobs. Okay, saying the MJ's competition is not comparable to LeBron's. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Mm. The NBA, um, you disagree, uh, Jamar? Uh, competition? It's, yeah, I, I disagree. To a, to a certain extent, I get that the talent level right now is definitely more superior than what it was back then, but I feel like the defense and uh, the mindset and tenacity of the game back then is uh, far more different than what it is now. So you have people playing hard-nosed defense on every possession. Now it's yeah. just – that's that's my problem with that one. Right. That, that today's NBA is soft. And, and, and basically, yeah, you can't really touch anybody. Or, like, you had Gary Payton, you had Patrick Union, you had Alonzo Martin and Charles Barkley. They were physical. The Jazz were a physical team, people. The Utah Jazz with Carl Malone. Like, 
it was it was very very competitive and very physical. You had baby like, Shaq at that time. They earned their buckets. It was everything was earned. It wasn't given. So, right, right. But I, I say this, Josh. Like I think, man, that KD or LeBron, they could have played in that other era too. Yeah. It's just certain guys that it don't matter the era. You know, I think KD would have got buckets. You know, back in uh, MJ's era too, and would have been a great player in that era too. You know. And so MJ got pushed. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This, man, this dude's rolling. I'm done. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just gonna disrespect John Starks. All right, I'm done. Keep it moving. <laughs> Thank you. And so yeah, man. I mean, like when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, when it comes to the competition of the past, like um, it's 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 tough. It's really, really tough. And today's NBA is very athletic, very athletic. Um, but then again, it's not to say that the guys back in that time wasn't athletic. They were athletic. They definitely, I don't think, were more as athletic as they are today. But it was just, it was just the physicality of the game. You had to be a man, for real. And so um, it is really a, a very, very interesting uh, topic there. And so um, the Brooklyn Nets, man, I, I got to side with you, man, um, and uh, say that they're a dangerous team. But if I had to pick the conference finals matchup, I'm going to surprise some folks here. Um, the, the, I like – the Lakers are looking great, y'all. They are looking really, really, really good. The Mavericks, I feel like they're not there yet. I don't feel like the, 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 the uh, Mavericks are there yet. They are a really deep team, too. They are very, very competitive and a very, very deep team. However, um, this is my uh, grandpa, by the way. This is Papa Net. Yeah. Um, but a potential Western Conference Finals matchup, bro, it sounds crazy, but it could be the Clippers and Nuggets. Um, I, I, I think people have forgotten so fast, Jamar, how good the Clippers really are. And um, how good Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Pandemic P, really are. And I think uh, PG-13 or AKA Pandemic P, he's been hearing all the rumblings about him being Pandemic P. He's heard about Jamar calling him and making up the name Pandemic P. And so he's like, hey, if Jamar want to call me Pandemic P, I'm out on a revenge tour just like Harry Irving. And so he's been hooping thus far. And I don't see no reason for him to stop. Now, now Paul, Paul George, he definitely hoops in the regular season. And so um, maybe this is your point, Jamada. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. All this other stuff, good, great. We just got to see what happens come the postseason. Bingo. And that's what we'll judge you. And so it's the same with the Bucks blowing people out in the regular season, bro. I mean, blowing them out. But we got to see come the playoffs when the real pressure hits. So um, I really don't have an answer to that question. I really don't because uh, it would be disrespectful to not count LeBron as a, you know, potential person to make the conference finals. He always does. But man, I mean, the West looks to be pretty loaded as well. And I just, I see, you know, Denver, being a pretty good team, but also see 
you know, uh, the Clippers, them being on a revenge tour, and they are pretty deep. They are pretty, pretty deep with their roster with Serge Ibaka and what's this other guy? Uh, Luke Denard. Um, hey, that, that pickup of Nicholas Batum, that, that was low key. Yeah, yeah, that was a very, very good pickup. Oh. And so, like, you know, the Clippers are deep. And so um, it's something to uh, take a look at for sure, man. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, any any more thoughts, bro, uh, for the NBA or uh, that game prior to getting to the NFL? Uh, no, at this point, just, I guess, wait to see more action, how everything unfolds going forward. So, so far, so good. All right, cool, cool. And so, um, yeah. All right, well, um, I don't know, Deshaun, if you're still on, man, but um, this, this might not be fun for you. Um, but it's, it's time for us to talk about your Pittsburgh Steelers. And it's not that we want to make fun of you, bro. It's not that we want to give you a hard time, bro. Um, but... In regards to um, the Steelers, they lost to the 210-1 Cincinnati Bengals. I don't even know who their quarterback is. Can you remind me, Jamar? Ooh. Was it uh, Brandon Hall? Was it Finley? It, I, I don't know, man. Some bus driver. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the Roethlisberger looked like it was – and I hate to say this, he looked like it really began for me in my head. When I was watching the game, y'all, I was looking and saying to my head, I know this team is 11-2. and two. I, I know. But is it time to begin rumblings on benching Ben Roethlisberger? That's how bad he looked. It was embarrassing. If you had a game to win, that was the game. That game was the game. And so they've, they've made it extremely hard for themselves now. They looked they looked very, very peewee out there. They looked uh, junior varsity-like. And um, to lose to the Bengals, I don't care if you're on the road, um, it is a very, very serious concern for me. And if I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I would be, I'd be on a level above panic, and I'd be damned if I'd have a heart attack because um, that's how bad they look. And so um, – Maybe things can get revived tomorrow. Maybe you are at home, you know, against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, but you know, as of as of Monday night, they look bad, bro. They look really bad. So, just your thoughts. Is it time to panic for Pittsburgh Steelers fans? I thought that was panicking like two weeks ago. Right. Man. <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't go on national TV and lose to the Cincinnati Bengals who only got two wins on the season without their number one overall pick who's out for the season with a torn ACL with with a subpar supporting cast right now. It, the defense is atrocious, but like you said, they look like the 11-2 and two team going in. Like, how do you lose to Cincinnati? Like, how do you let Gino Lonnie Bernard like run on you like that, score two touchdowns on you like that. Even with, you know, the injuries to the linebacking core, you're supposed to still have somewhat of a star-studded, like, defense to stop the run at least, at the least. Right. You let a team with a poor offensive line 
let Giovanni Bernard score twice on you? Like, wait, what are we doing? You got Juju out here dancing on logos, and you over here almost got. <laughs> that was the bad part. And this, I was looking at that, bro, even before I made ESPN. And I'm just sitting there saying to myself, like, this Negro dance a lot. <laughs> he danced a lot to not be winning. I, I kid you not, he do. And uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like trying to dance and 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 get and get whooped in the process, like. Yeah. No, no, not, not, not at least on this skid. Like maybe beginning of the year, by all means, man. But and then to get cracked the way he got cracked, I thought he needed a, a respirator or something, man. You already, you already know they trolled him all over uh, social media. They man. showed one picture of him dancing, and the next picture of him getting cracked. That that was all over social media. I know I shared one. It was a video of him dancing, and then they hit the they hit the SpongeBob a few moments later. <laughs> Show him get cracked. So, man, I, I don't. I mean, that's still his team. I, I know Deshaun would agree with this, and he also said this. Like, for one, they don't have a running game. They can't run the ball. So, right. and and I've been listening to Max Kellerman every now and then. He keeps stating that their short passing game is substituting their running game. If you have to do that to run the ball, then you're in trouble all the way around. So, they're also lying looks 10 times worse than ours right now and that says a yeah. lot that says a lot for your offensive line to be worse than the bears really? yeah like we can run the ball now like i, I don't know That's what's it. going on twilight right. zone i don't know man but uh i mean luckily they still have a division lead for now um but if they don't get the act together quickly brown's gonna win that division so Lord and behold, if they go on the road in the first round, you might as well uh, get their tickets, man. Get the Uber, get them out of there. It's a wrap. Yeah. Definitely want a home game, especially at the start of 11 and 0. Um, and yeah, they look, they looked abysmal. They looked, they looked really, really bad. And so um, maybe, maybe it's because James Conner didn't play. I don't know. But um, the Steelers could use as many weapons as possible at this point. And so um, to generate some type of offense. And so, um, cause they look really anemic out there. And so I don't want to give up on a team yet, but I will give up on them depending on how they play against Indianapolis. I don't give a damn how good they are. Um, you want to try to send a message, especially being at home. You want to tell teams at least at this point, Jamar, like, hey, we might've been on a three game loser skid, but God damn it, you don't want to come to highest field in January. And so, you know, I know that, you know, you're a Colts fan, Jamar, but this is a, 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 this is a moment for the Steelers to send a clear message to the uh, AFC. And so will they take advantage? Will they take advantage these next two weeks? I don't know, but we shall see. And so, um, yeah, right now they look abysmal, man. And so um, things are looking very, very scary in Pittsburgh and, Maybe, maybe things will turn around. We shall see, but I don't know. All right. Um, let's now head on to the New York Jets. Um, and so, Jamar, after the New York Jets' uh, persuasive, persuasive victory over the Los Angeles Rams, it seems to be that at this point they've cost themselves the opportunity to be victors of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstake. And so now things have become very interesting because – the New York Jets, um, as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
Um, and Worcester Jacksonville Jaguars now have gained first place in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstake. Um, and now New York is looking back like, damn it, we've lost out on an opportunity because we beat the Rams. How, how, how bad of a situation is this for you to win a football game, but then damn, they almost regret winning it. And so um, the Jets, they have the Browns, they have the Pats, and the Jaguars have us, the Bears, and the Colts. And so both of these teams have something to play for. And so, or do they have something to play for is the question. And so I know this is a tough question, man, but who wins the Trevor Lawrence sweepstake? I need your prediction on who wins this sweepstake, man. Who will get this uh, this luxury? All right, so I'm, I'm going to uh, go with what uh, the Jacksonville mayor said. He basically, like, thanked the Jets for that. And now we 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 gonna take Trevor Lawrence in a nutshell. That's exactly what he said. So so basically, the Jazz gonna go tank like no other and get this quarterback because they need it so desperately. I, I feel like they need it more than than the Jets. Like I feel like the jury's still out on Sam Darnold. I feel like he hasn't had a fair chance to actually prove what he got. But yeah. let me see a question. No, no, Jacksonville, they 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 saw that and they about to secure the bag with this number one pick, man. They about to go out there in Jacksonville and take this L to us. Then they're gonna go the following week and let the, the coach just smack all man. they dude, they probably gonna put in fourth and fifth string. It's gonna be a JV game out here. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, go ahead, Jacksonville. Please. Against us, we wanna play against your fourth and fifth and practice squad. That's who we want on the field. We want it easy, we want it breezy, we want it um very very light so that uh when we play the Packers we can be right and so if we could get um the fourth fifth third practice squad guys we would totally appreciate that so we can put ourselves in position for next week um I know it sucks because if the Eagles would have beat right if the Eagles would have beat the Cardinals last week and a few more scenarios would have happened we could have wrapped things up come tomorrow and that would have been crazy, right? To think of the Bears going to the playoffs. That would have been so awesome. But, you know, with that game, now things go back to normal. And so um, hopefully uh, the Bears take care of business. They go in and, and, and be focused and, and not bow down to the pressure, which will be another question we will have shortly. And so um, thank you for your prediction on the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Um, I, I agree with you, man. I think, um, you know, the Pats will try to they, – they got pride. And so um, I think that uh, the Jets lose – well, the goal is for these teams to lose. That's what I got to remember here. <laughs> the goal is for these teams to lose. So I was going to say the Pats got pride and that they wanted to win the game. Duh. <laughs> 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 and so yeah um who wins i think they both probably lose out right yep. yeah since the jets went in focused and they wanted that that w they wanted that w they didn't want to go on 16 like that's probably what it was though they didn't want to be part of that history with the with the lions and the browns they didn't want to be part of that company right 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 and so it'll be interesting though it would be very interesting if hypothetically both of these teams lose out, right? And then we get to talking about Justin Fields. And so 
is he a sleeper? Is he really, you know, that dude? And I think we're seeing a trend to where, I don't know, man, that second round uh, or that second team that pick world might be happy because I've been seeing a great trend of black NFL quarterbacks that have been very successful in the NFL. And I have no doubt that Justin Fields can go right in line and become right in line with the rest of these quarterbacks. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll see. Them two teams be on display. Clemson and Ohio State. So we're going to see. Ohio State, thank you for bringing more like excitement and sugar to that game now because teams will be looking at that game to decipher, okay, you know, um, should Justin Fields be that second pick? You know, right. let's see we, how he does against Clemson. Right. Because we, we know Trevor's going one, but we're going to see, we're going to evaluate what Justin Fields is going to do, see how, if he can right. raise his stock. So, exactly. Very good point, man, for sure. Yep, and so, um, yeah, man, I got to agree with you, though. It's looking like both teams to lose out in Jacksonville might get that, um, that, 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 you know, that piece. Um, but I got a very interesting question for you, bro. Um, and, world, feel free to tune in. But we got uh, to talk about this MVP race in the NFL. And so, um, <clears throat> right now, um, you know, we see Patty Mahomes – being a front runner for MVP, but I kind of want to throw a cold curveball here, and I need your opinion on who will be the second, or who will be that front runner for MVP. And so um, I don't know what guys you got on your list, but I'm debating between a running back and a quarterback up in uh, Green Bay, and a running back that tends to stiff arm people a lot. Um, but I need to know between those two, bro. Um, you know. I need your pick for MVP, but I also need your honorable mention. All right. So by the slither of the hair right now, I still giving the nod to Patty Mahomes, but that bad man, that bad man, that he, bad man. I feel like he is right there and he's making a case for it for one. I mean, the Packers are the number one seed right now in the NFC. Uh, and just uh, to compare teams, like Green Bay is working with a lot less weapons. And Rodgers is working with a lot less talent than what Patty Mahomes is right now. now not, and it's nothing against this. Is This conversation is not downing Patrick Mahomes at all. This is more about uplifting Aaron Rodgers. It it's hurts for me to even talk about number 12 because uh, all the things he's he done to us in our, in our past history and what he may do to us uh, next Sunday. Um, but but no, I, I give credit where credit's due, man. He's he's been having a phenomenal year. Um, you know, I think he responded to the bell of the Packers drafting a quarterback in the first round last year, and then turn around drafting a running back in the second round. They have, I mean, in his career, I, they they have never drafted a, a a wide receiver in the first round. And I think Tavon Austin, that's on their team now, was probably the only person he actually passed the ball to that actually got drafted in the first round. So that lets you know he is like uplifting his talent around him. He getting the most out of everybody. We didn't even know who Robert Tunyon was until like the middle of the year when Devontae Adams went down. He had to throw the ball to somebody. We know MVS could be hit or miss, and when he hits, he hits. And then you had this this, this lizard Lazar guy who came out of nowhere who had been balling out as well. So it's just a bunch of no names that would not play anywhere else in the league. And he's uplifting them and making them look like, like comparable, like, like starters out there. He he's, yep. 
he's doing his thing, man. I, I can't ignore it. What the man's what, 37, 36, 38, somewhere around there. 37, bro. 37. 37. Still doing his thing, playing at the elite level. And I, I, I kid you not, nobody, and I mean nobody, wants to travel to Lambeau Field to play that team in the playoff game. Right. True. But speaking of nobody wanting to play against somebody in January, I think a lot of people, nobody, want to tackle Derrick Henry. I see the fear in these guys' uh, face when they have to know that they got to tackle him for a whole four quarter. It's like, damn. It's like, it's demoralizing. It, it, it's like, it's like, it, I don't know, man. I think they're not necessarily scared, Jamar, of, um, you know, the man physical frame. I think they're just afraid of being a highlight reel. You know, they're afraid of they'll be on, you know, the not top 10 or the top 10 or they're afraid of being YouTube for the rest of their life, you know, on, on the, the, the highlights of Derrick Henry. And so people are afraid. And so I don't know where if y'all saw uh, the stiff arm last week uh, with this, this, this guy who really tried his best to, uh, you know, his number's 43 from the Detroit Lions, but Derrick Henry threw him at least three yards um, backwards. And so, so casual. It, it was very tragic. It reminded me of the Josh Norman stiff arm. And so, um, you know, we won't show that clip for time and purposes, but you want to go out there, take a look at the highlights on YouTube, or take a look at Derrick Henry stiff arms, and it'll pop right up on YouTube. Um, and so right now, man, um, quietly, very, very quietly. And I think Derrick Henry, he can't get the MVP at this point because he hasn't reached 2,000. If he reached 2,000, he will make things a lot more interesting. If he was to get 321 more yards these next two games. So right now, world, he has uh, 15 touchdowns, um, 19 receptions, He's averaging five yards per carry, and he's at 1,700 rush yards. Um, every game, he's reached 100 yards outside of five games. He has two 200-yard games, 215, 212, and the rest is well over 100 yards. Um, and so he, you know, appears to be having his way again. Um when you look at his yards and rushing, this is the most yards he's had in his career. Um, and it's not even two games, it's 14 games thus far. And uh, this is by far his uh, most touchdowns. Well, he's had 16 last year, but he'll reach that before the end of the season. And so um, his production is going up. But that's the scary part is that they're not even using him the way they're going to use him come January. And so I can just imagine a full game. You have them to worry about Derrick Henry. Um, he might not necessarily win the MVP because that definitely appears to be a running, I mean, a quarterback award, the politics and stuff. Um, the only running backs that tend to win that are guys that really, really get that 2,000-yard mark. He, I don't think he'll reach that. But I just wanted to make a case for Derrick Henry because I agree with Jamar Brown that 
Aaron Rodgers is definitely the front runner, but I just wanted to make a case for Derrick Henry and just help us to realize the greatness that we're seeing right now to appreciate it. And, you know, just realize that uh, what you're seeing right now is very special from this guy down in Nashville. All right. So that covers that, bro. Um, let's talk about the Bears, Chicago Bears. Bears, winners of two in a row, looking hot, looking good right now. Mitchell Trubisky, making rumblings now, man. He's making things hard for management. The rumblings and noise have come back again from the Bears fan. They're talking again. They're live again. However, Jamar, I need to know, do the Bears stay focused and take care of business tomorrow? This is a very big question, and the reason why it's asked is because it seems like when the Bears have pressure, they kind of go Notre Dame-like. And so do the Bears stay focused tomorrow? And I need you, bro, to analyze what is the difference between this Bears offense the last four games compared to the first ten? All right, so answer your first question. Uh, the Bears, I feel like they will take care of business just because Jacksonville is going to handle the game by default. So I feel like that's going to happen. Um, and I approach this as like, you know, you, you're taking your, your class and, you know, you, you're hovering around pass and failing right now. You need, you need to pass this, this upcoming test right here to, you know, to still – you know, pass, have a chance to pass the class, and then you're going to have to, you know, go to the final exam, which is the last game of the year. And you're going to have right. – that's that's basically pass-fail for, for your whole course. So you got to pass this to have, even have a chance to even pass the class. That's how I'm looking at it. Right. Um, and to answer your second question, different between now, like the last couple of weeks and the first 10 weeks, and, you know, me and you have been on rants, like, consistently over, the, like, the last six weeks or eight weeks, six to eight weeks. Biggest difference is seemed like a pissed off Mitchell Trubisky. Once he got inserted back in the game, he, I, I feel like he knows like this is it. His backs are truly against the rope here. Like your NFL career type thing is on the line. This is he's trying yeah, to man. trying to change the whole trajectory of how he's going to be perceived going forward. So he's like he's been balling out. And between that, I I, I guess for whatever reason. The team is rallying behind this guy because the defense is amped up. The offensive line somehow is doing enough to where they are creating rushing lanes, rushing lanes, which I haven't seen rushing lanes or running lanes or whatever you want to call it. I haven't seen that in, in so long. They're creating that for, for David Montgomery, which is making Trubisky like look that much better. The running game is aiding him, and he is like not – Besides that one awful pick that he threw, other than that, he 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 looked stellar. He he's looked good. He 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 looked like a man on a mission. And personally, I'm I'm happy for him because it, it felt like the light is starting to click here. Like he knows, he knows if it does if this season doesn't pan out, they don't make the playoffs. He don't do well. I mean, it could still be curtains. It it, it right. still can't be. He he gets this team to the playoffs and start making noise. It, it changed the whole dynamic. Whole so, dynamic. And it's on him, and you, and you, you, and I give credit credits due. You, you've been wanting him back in there. You, you, you want him to be the starter since day one. I mean, but I felt like it took that benching in the beginning of the year for him to sit down and just fire under his ass. Yes, it, I think it finally clicked. Like, hey, like 
Like I'm vulnerable. Like I'm not immortal. I have to get my shit together. Right. That's 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 what it looks like. So so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You know, um Mitchell Trubisky definitely, man, is the difference obviously, right? Because he was benched doing the first four games and you know, doing the last, you know, I would say 12 games or the first 12 games. We had about eight of them in which Nick Foles played or started. Um, Trubisky was benched for that third week. And so, like, um, I think the difference now, world, um, my brother Jamar talks about Trubisky. I got to make a case of David Montgomery. Um, if David Montgomery was playing the way we knew he was capable of playing, uh, the Bears wouldn't even be in this position. If David Montgomery ran the ball and the offensive line blocked just a little bit for the man, because you, you've been telling me, Jamar, my brother Clancy has been telling me a number of people, he's really good. I couldn't see it. I guess I couldn't see it because nobody was blocking for him. But boy, does he look like a man on a mission. He's looking like a mini Maurice Jones Drew right now. And that is scary as hell come January if you got a running back running like that. And so... He's running with a purpose. He's running low. And people are like, they scared to tackle him. And so, I don't know, man. If the Bears can keep momentum, we talk about momentum, bro. And it's important in football. It's important in this sport. If the Bears can keep playing hot the way they're playing, I damn sure won't want to play them come January. And I damn sure won't want to run against that running back, David Montgomery, and then have a dual-threat quarterback like Trubisky come January and have to deal with all that. And then, you know, a bunch of productive receivers and tight ends that are very, very good at the goal line. And so as, as crappy as the Bears' season has been, there's a big opportunity for things to turn around in these next two weeks. And for people, if they come in and if the Bears were to sneak in, be like, okay, uh, we we going to have a, a big problem here. And so um, – the difference I see, man, is David Montgomery running with a purpose. He is uh, keeping his head low. He's keeping his shoulders low. And people are afraid to tackle him. And so that plays a very important role um, in the game of football. And so hopefully David Montgomery keeps it up. I'm thinking, bro, uh, he could have a big game come tomorrow, a very big game. And once he has this big game, it'll, it'll, it'll increase the rumblings, let's say, of um, this team. And so um, – the final exam definitely is coming up, but hopefully the Bears got to stay focused and take care of business on this exam right now because um, there's obviously an exam prior to the final exam. So um, David Montgomery playing the way he's been playing, man, has now allowed this team to be in a conversation. And so um, we'll see how things turn out, but Bears, um, you know, appear to be doing some good things now. And so – Hopefully they keep it up and hopefully they stay focused and on task. So, um, yeah. Any uh, final thoughts, bro, before we get into some NFL picks? Um, just, uh, I guess the only thing I would say is they are, you know, giving us some exciting excitement. We've been on a roller coaster ride with this Bears team this whole year. And so I just hope we finish on a high end, man. I, that's, that's all I hope. Exactly. Yep. And in order to finish on the high end, you got to go through somebody that should never, ever seem to beat. Yep. So, you know, that's the scary part about it. All right. 
let's get into the NFL picks, bro. Cool. So, um, we got um, the world. I know you guys see the Lions and Buccaneers, and it looks as if the uh, Buccaneers will be at home, but that's not the case. Um, the Lions are actually at home, and so um, it's the Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. And so uh, to begin with that game, bro, uh, who do you got for the uh, Bucks and Lions? Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Bucks here. I know Matthew Stafford is a gamer, but the Bucks definitely definitely have a lot to play for here. They're they're still trying to keep tabs and try to, you know, secure them a playoff spot here. So I feel like Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk. I feel like they get it done on the road. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Um the Bucks got a chance to clinch a playoff berth, bro. They got a chance to click a, uh, clinch a playoff playoff berth. The first since 2007 with John Gruden, in which I remember Sean Taylor had a heck of a game in that Redskins team on the road against the Bucks. Um, this would be their first opportunity for a playoff berth, and so Tom Brady he smells blood when he smells it. He smells it, and I think he attacks it. And so um, Detroit is dangerous. You know Matthew Stafford can get hot. Um, and so I won't say it will be an embarrassment, but it could very well be an embarrassment because of the fact that Tom Brady smells blood. So I'm going to go with the Bucs. Um, Cards and 49ers. Just want to point out, bro, that the Cardinals can clinch a playoff berth tomorrow. And this thing can be all over, bro, if the Bears lose tomorrow and the Cardinals win. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so um, Cardinals and 49ers. Um, I don't know if that's a road game or a home game because the 49ers are playing in Arizona anyway. <laughs> and so um, that doesn't matter in this case. So uh, who you got, bro, for the neutral game? Yeah. Um, just like you alluded to, like this Cardinals team, they control their own destiny. But if they mess around and lose this game, we're in the driver's seat. Just just, just so you know. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah, like my my heart wants to pick 49ers. My heart does. Uh, And my brain does, too. My brain's telling me to pick the Niners on this one. And that's just more so division game. Niners get up for those games. Uh, George Kittle is back. That's going to make a difference in the world because traditionally Arizona is tragic. And I mean tragic against opposing tight ends in the past five years. So, and that defense, I know we hadn't had the best outing last week, but Cal Shanahan still get his guys to play. And I know he'll get his guys to get up for this game. I don't know if the Cardinals have enough, I guess, experience to get this one done. So I'm picking the Niners. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, my heart wants to go with the Niners, right? Um, we need the Niners to uh, take care of business and help us out here because um, it's a big game, right? Like, this game is big for Bears fans' world, if you guys don't know. But we've been having it circled ever since last Sunday when uh, we saw that the Eagles lost to the Cardinals. Um, so with this game – or sorry, not to the Cardinals. Who did the Eagles lose to last week? Yeah, it was It was the Cardinals. Yes, it was. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Came down to the Hail Mary. And so um, I want to pick the Niners. Um, 
They do have a lot to play for. This is a division game. But I think the Cardinals are a better team. Um, they could, you know, they appear to be, you know, having the best player on the field, which is Kyler Murray, um, and then the best receiver on the field, which is DeAndre Hopkins. And so for that reason, I'm going to go with the Cardinals um, to take care of their home field and say, hey, Niners, this is not your field. This is our field. And so they want to send that message to the Niners, I think. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the cards, even though I hope the Niners take care of business. Um, all right. Raiders and Dolphins. This is a tricky game. That is, man. Because. All right. So Raiders lose. They're automatically done. That's that's that they're automatically I mean, done they, if the Raiders I mean, lose. They're not really done. They're, they're done pretty much anyway. Yeah, they, they need a lot of help here. No, they're and losing, then losing to Atlanta is biting them in the butt right now. Yeah. All right, um, I'm going to pick Miami, but I'm taking that with a grain of salt because the Raiders, they're they're hard to beat at home. They they really are. Yeah. Um, and I know they're gonna come out with with some with some bang here, but as you stated before, defense travels. And Miami has a pretty solid, really, really solid defense here that has, you know, made it a hard time for other, you know, good offenses. So they, they force a lot of turnovers. They do. That uh, Xavier Howard guy. Oh, yeah. The best, nice. He's, he, he's playing the best football as a cornerback outside of uh, Jalen Ramsey. He leads the yeah. NFL in interceptions, by the way. Yeah, he does. So, you know, that, that, that and, you know, at, at times Derek Carr can throw him. He can definitely throw him, and he will. And he's. I think he's playing today too. So, I'm picking. I'm picking the fans. Gotcha. Um, yeah, man. Very interesting. Um, I gotta go with the Raiders, though, bro. Um, and that is regardless of Mariota or Derek Carr. They both look good with either quarterback. Mariota showed the world why he's the highest paid backup in the NFL, and uh, he played a hell of a game. They should have won the game last week, even though they had multiple opportunities to lose the game um, due to the charges being, you know, charges. They usually are when they give away games all the time. Um, the Chargers tried to get them a game again last week, Jamar. Um, but that loss, as you stated, those two losses to the Falcons and to the Chargers are really biting the Raiders right now. But I think they're pissed and they want to send a message to the, team, to the NFL that we're still a good football team. We just, you know, buckled <laughs> a little bit in these last few games. So um, we mentioned, and I've been mentioning that Baltimore is um, a scary team and that I think they'll get in the playoffs. I think this is that one game that will help them to get in because um, they're on the outside looking in. Uh, the AFC is very competitive. The Dolphins have that last seat, and the Ravens um, are on the outside looking in still. And so if the Raiders were to take care of the Dolphins, which I think will happen tomorrow, then we'll see Baltimore sneak into that spot and never give it back at that point. I don't think the Dolphins possibly make the playoffs this season, even though they are a really good, great team and an up-and-coming team. It just sucks that they're in a very competitive AFC right now, uh, with a, you know, which we stated the playoffs is going to be lit. And so um, – I think, however, we're up that the Raiders pull off a what will be an upset tomorrow. 
and, and, and you know, kind of remind people that, hey, we're not as bad as y'all think we are. Um, all right, uh, Jamar, uh, rematch of the 2000 Super Bowl. Who you got for the rematch of the 2000 Super Bowl? Picking, I'm picking Baltimore. Okay. I'm picking Baltimore. I know the Giants are a good team, but I know the Ravens are trending in the right direction. As you, you know, continue to point out, we got the week now for like the last three weeks. And but I, I can't ignore it. They're playing good football. They got the easiest strength of schedule amongst the wild card teams remaining in the AFC. So they I, I tell you what, if for whatever reason they don't take care of business, they deserve not to make the playoffs. That's exactly. all I'm gonna say. Facts. If they lose to the Giants tomorrow. Which, I mean, it'll be fun to see, like, them lose. It will just be, like, the world will blow up because they'll be like, how the hell you lose to the NFC least? But, you know, anything can happen any given Sunday. And so um, it's very well possible. But I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, I think they are by far the better football team, and they are playing the best football right now. Um, and, it, and it just reminds me of the 2000 Super Bowl when the Ravens whooped the Giants. I think this will be the case again. Um, the Ravens will whoop on the Giants tomorrow. Um, only difference is that it will be in Baltimore, not Tampa. So I got to go with the Ravens, bro. Um, the Jets and the Browns. Do the Jets, man, do they continue to make some noise and uh, send that message to the NFL that we don't want Trevor Lawrence? We want to win. So do they take care of the Browns tomorrow? No. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns, too. Um, any, any other thoughts on that? Um, shout out to the dog fam. Get it done. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, Jaguars and Bears. Uh, who you got for that one? I haven't said this all year. Um, the Bears. All right. Yeah. Bear down. Bear down. Got the Bears to take care of business. Um, very important game tomorrow. Uh, Falcons at the Chiefs. Um, I haven't picked against the Chiefs yet. And I don't see a reason to pick against them now. Um, Falcons will try to play a little hard, but I, I got the Chiefs, man. They're just so talented. They toy with teams, I feel like, bro. I feel like they play down the team's level. I really do. And, you know, when it really comes down to it, like, when they really got to play, they do. And so they just play the team's level. And so I, I think the Chiefs will take care of business against the Falcons. I, I, I see no reason why they should lose this game. Yep, I mean, I mean, you you went by the number one rule, and and I mean, the other team don't give you a reason to not go by that rule either. So, so yeah, uh, hashtag uh, Chiefs Kingdom here. We they gonna get it done, man. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, Texans and the Bengals. Um, Bengals, they they hot right now, man. They just came up beating Pittsburgh. Uh, they got a uh, they got a lot on the line here. Um, this might be a good game because neither one of these teams got nothing to lose. Uh, but I got to go with the Texans. Um, I like Deshaun Watson to win this game. Um, I do think that um, he wants to finish strong. This is a very tricky game. I really think this is a trick game. But um, Texans, I think, have the better roster, the better team. Do I expect a blowout? No. I expect a very hard fall game. I think this might be one of the best games of the weekend, bro. I really do. Um, but I'm going to go with the Texans in a shootout tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. I'm taking a team with a better quarterback here. And, and we, we got Deshaun Watson against 
uh, a player unknown at quarterback. So that alone, yeah. that, that alone, I'm taking Houston, man. Gotcha. Still is in Colts. So, um, mm. Mm. yeah. Um, Steelers need this win. They need this victory. They really, really need this um, to win the North and to solidify themselves not only in the playoffs still. But did they clinch the playoff berth yet? No, they haven't. If the Steelers go 11-5 and five and all these other teams go 11-5, and five, have we even thought of that yet? Hold on. Let me, let me check something. Um... Yeah, pull up some scenarios here. This can get really tricky and weird here, world. Check if something. the Steelers lose out and go eleven and five in Baltimore, Miami, and uh, somebody else that's nine and five too, if they all go eleven and no, no, five, no, 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 they 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 clinch, they clinch. So the Steelers are in as a wild card, at least, yeah, they're in. Okay, good. All right, so um, yeah, it's the Colts right now that's nine and five too, and so ten and four. Got, they're ten and four. Okay, so the Colts. Um, they lose. So if the Colts lose, then do the um Ravens overtake them in that slot? No, the the Colts beat the Ravens, right? Yeah, they beat the Ravens in uh, yeah. Indian. Yeah. So they wouldn't uh take that slot from them. I'm just kind of think of all these what if scenarios, and so um sure. I gotta go with however the. I'm gonna go with the Colts, and I, I just I gotta go with the I want to pick the but I gotta go with the Colts because I see no reason to pick the Steelers right now. Exactly, which you know makes things more and more complicated in this playoff picture here. Um, yep. It's crazy because because when we don't when we get to another matchup, I'm, I'm gonna mention that part what I'm thinking of. But uh, no, I'm picking the Colts. Just know whoever loses. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Whoever loses next, I mean, tomorrow, this weekend. Mm, 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 mm. That's all I'm going to say for now until we get to that matchup. Go ahead. Coach. All right. All right. Um, football team and the Panthers. I got to go with the football team. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, irritating. I, you know, I don't know what they are. I don't. It's irritating to watch them because. You know, it's irritating to watch Teddy Bridgewater. Like, he wants to be okay. He wants to be a game manager, but I just felt like, I don't know. He's coming back from an injury, I guess. It's just frustrating to watch the Panthers. It's tough to watch them. It's very boring, and it's very backstage a goal. I don't know if they really play hard. I, I'm, I'm confused with them. They did try to beat the Packers last week. I knew they would make it a game, and that's what tricks me about the Panthers. But I see the football team trending in the right direction, so I got to go with the football team. Before I get into my pick, uh, I just checked. The Ravens actually have the head-to-head advantage against the Colts. Oh, really? Yeah. They won 24-10 on November 8th. Yep. Thank you for that. All right. So, all right, where are we at? All right, so this year – so if Alex Smith plays, I'm taking the football team 100%. If Dwayne Haskins plays. Speaking of Dwayne Haskins. Man, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Just two words. 
in the NFL, and now just when I think of in life, Dwayne Haskins. That's all you got to say is Dwayne Haskins. And Dwayne Haskins, when I think of him, I think of a number of things, Jamar. I think of immature. I think of silly. I think of, yeah, definitely immature and silly. Just he needs to grow up so much. He's not a leader. And that's why he got his captain tag removed. Absolutely. Now, he was in the strip club, right? Yep. And taking pictures with the strippers without a mask. Like it wasn't going to get posted on social media. Number one, you violating the virus. You putting everybody in your, your organization in danger could, in the midst of a playoff run, bro, you telling me, you know, <laughs> number one, the distraction part, but number two, you probably had to forfeit a damn game or lose a game because you got 15 players because you're in a script club taking pictures with scrippers without masks. Like, Oh, my goodness, man. And let's not even talk about the on-field production and how terrible he looks at times on the football field. Boy, I'm, I thank you for bringing that up because you, you bring up the, the point that I wanted to really bring up with the Redskins was the question if Alex Smith plays versus Dwayne Haskins. Big difference here. Yeah, and, and somebody – Somebody uh, mentioned, like, they asked me, like, like, do you think he's comparable to Cam Newton? I'm like, no. And it's not even about the – it's not even about the, the that level of play or anything like that or the stature. I guess as far as, you know, you know his frame and everything else, I'm like, it's the intangibles for me. Like, this dude, no. Like, his intangibles, there are none. He can't lead. He, he – I feel like he's he's cooked in pressure situations. Mm -hmm. Honestly, he should have never came out of, of Ohio State at that time that he did. He should have stayed. Yeah. He he basically put it to Sean Kaiser and look at both of them about to be out the league just like him. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you All think right. he's gonna be out of the league soon? He definitely ain't gonna be on that team next year. That's for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a wrap. Um, but I'm. I'm if, if Haskins plays, I'm um, mm, I'm, I'm taking the football team, but that's with a grain of salt. That, that's truly with a grain of salt because I feel like Teddy can can definitely get it done if Haskins playing. But if Alex Smith playing, I'm taking the football team. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna take the football team depending upon your circumstances. Well, I totally agree with that. Um, Chargers and Broncos. I like Justin Herbert, man. I got a chance to see him. Really in action, bro. And see what you've been talking about for quite some time now. Um, he is the truth. <laughs> oh, and it is only a matter of time before they put it together. I just hope they would keep Anthony Lynn. I hate to always see that black man build up an organization. And just because they don't know how to win tight games, the organization gets impatient and they let them go for a white guy. And then they come and had a success of a guy over an organization that a black man built, basically. Right. And so this is a team that Anthony Lynn built, but it, it might be sad to see he might not even get a chance to coach it next year, you know, because the organization might get impatient. Um, I, you know, uh, Jamar, I want you also, if you get a chance to look into that, I'm looking to that. I just want to see what the NFL is saying about his job situation, because I would love to see him, you know, 
see the fruits of his labor, but I don't know if he will. I really don't. But um, this kid is the truth. I mean, whoever saw him and got him, great pick, man, because um, that boy, like, he's going to be in Ken. He is the truth. And so um, reminds me of, like, a Dan Marino for real. He looks better than Tom Brady at, at, when Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in his rookie year. That's how good he is. He is really, really good. And so um, I – you know, it's going to be hard for me to pick against the Chargers next year. I'll tell y'all that now. Um, I got the Chargers. Hey, Amen. You, you said everything there that, that I already thought. So, Chargers, hold mm-hmm. up. <laughs> I see a duel coming between the Chargers and the, uh, the AFC West going to be lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> coming in the uh, coming years, it's going to be lit. Um, Cowboys and Eagles. Uh, man, Ooh. I got to go with the – Cowboys are very talented. They are talented. I don't know. They just can't put games together. They need that Prescott. They really do. That that they would they would have won the East probably easily this year. Um. Yeah. So, I gotta go with the Eagles, however. Um. I know they're in the Big D, but um. I like composure. I like competitive. I, man. Whew, this boy. Uh. This kid, Jalen Hurst. He looks like. He looks like the real deal, Holyfield. And so um, Cowboys got a lot of weapons and all that, but the Eagles look like they are a good football team that just maybe kind of had a few bad mishaps. So um, I got to go with the Eagles, man. I like the way Jalen Hurts is playing, and I was really impressed on even that loss to the Cardinals last week on the road. So um, Eagles like a really good football team. They like they got a bright future with Jalen Hurts. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm picking Eagles as well. Like you mentioned how he looked last week. I mean, they started out down 16-0, kept his composure, got them back in the game. Like, I don't think he – has he thrown a pick yet? I don't think he has. No, he hasn't. Yeah. Five touchdowns, no picks. Um, no. No, yeah. I'm, I'm taking a team with a better quarterback. I mean, Eagles underachieved just like everybody else in this whole division. But – I feel like his presence has unlocked Miles Sanders mm-hmm. and which has opened up the whole offense in the Cowboys run defense at Swiss cheese. So that, that, that tandem between those two, they're going to torch Dallas here. It's a wrap. I got the Eagles. Mm. Yeah. Um, that agree with you. Big one, two big games coming up, bro. Um, yep. Hawks and the Rams. Um, Definitely, this is like the NFC West Championship, pretty much. Yeah, that's um, it. And so, the the Hawks are at home. Rams are a really good team, um, and they they beat the Hawks earlier this year, very very persuasively. Um, Hawks usually get up for big games, but in the NFC West, they sometimes lay an egg. So I'm concerned. Um, but I gotta go with the Hawks, and I'm I'm trying to think of the, the the difference in the factor here. I just see Russell Wilson being the difference, and knowing that what's at the what's at stake here. He plays his best football, Jamar, when it matters, right? And so, um, being at this game matters, and it's it's the NFC West on the line. Um, I think he don't want to repeat last year, getting to the goal line and and having a first round buy and all that. I think you want to try to still keep these guys in contention for that first round by. So, um, yeah, I got to go with the Hawks, bro. I got the Hawks at home. 
Yeah, I'm going with the Hawks. Last time the two teams played, uh, the Rams won 23-16. It was Russell Wilson didn't play his best game. Two picks, no touchdowns, 248 yards. Russell Wilson was the leading rusher for that team because they didn't have Chris Carson or Carlos Hyde. They had Alex Collins. That could explain some stuff, man. And then DK Metcalf only had two catches, 28 yards, as in Jalen Ramsey put the clamps on him. Tyler Lockett, five catches, 66 yards. Um, and, and that was in, you know, the L.A. Coliseum there. Um, Jared Goff, I mean, 300 yards passing, no touchdowns. I mean, it was all Malcolm Brown, two touchdowns rushing for 33 yards. It was a – I guess both offenses struggled in that game. Um, definitely the division's on the line. That, that's bottom line. Seahawks win, they're in. They won the division. Rams win, they're tied, and Rams have the tiebreaker. That's that's what it comes down to. Um, I'm taking Seattle. Um, I just trust Russell Wilson in more high leverage moments and situations than Jared Goff. Um, I feel like DK Metcalf uh, is probably going to learn a thing or two from his first matchup against Jalen Ramsey here. I feel like the addition with Chris Collins back, I mean, Chris Carson back, is definitely going to play dividends. Um, and I think their defense is actually playing better now than what it did then. So taking all that to account, and plus the Rams don't have Cam Akers coming into this game either, I'm, I'm taking Seattle. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, big one, man, tomorrow up in uh, Lambeau. Um, Titans. My, my, my Tennessee Titans, they roll into Lambeau with a lot on the line here for both teams. Um, Titans lose. They, you know, and the Colts beat the Steelers. Colts get right back in the division. And then we talking about things coming down to the very last week, which will be your prediction. Weeks ago, remember? Um, if the Titans win, however, then they put themselves in great position for the South. Um, it'll still come down. Well, no. Um, Titans win, they win a division because they'll own the tiebreaker against the Colts. So, um, very important game here. Um, the Cheeseheads have been playing great football and they always get off the great starts. It's very important. It's very, this is a very basic game in a way because the Packers want to try to run the ball, right, to keep Derrick Henry off the field. But the Packers still want to be the Packers and quick scores, put the ball in the air, do what they do. Aaron Rodgers, you know, keep the defense honest, things of that nature. But the Titans' goal here is clear. We run Derrick Henry, we run our backs, we keep the Packers and Aaron Rodgers off the field. And so, plus it'll be cold. So, the Tennessee Titans, will the cold affect them up in Green Bay? I don't think it'll affect Derrick Henry. I don't. Um, I think they're built for moments like this. Right. I got the Titans up in Green Bay. I haven't been really persuaded greatly with the Packers in that last few games. They've been in tight games with really bad teams. And I don't know if you noticed the trend of the Titans lately, but they've been kind of putting the clamps on people lately trying to send a message to the league and send a message that we're coming because it's January. I think that train continues to roll. I think Derrick Henry runs all over the Packers on their home field. I mean, runs all over them tomorrow. 
even though the Packers has a great defense and they force you to make turnovers. I don't know if you force Derrick Henry to make a lot of turnovers tomorrow. Um, possibly in a big moment, maybe he can make one if you force one Green Bay, but I don't see it happening. I see Derrick Henry. I don't think it matters what field he's on, bro. I don't think it matters the weather. I don't think it matters the defense. He's going to get his stuff regardless. See that? And, I mean, I'm hoping you're right. So, this was the one that I said I was going to save my thoughts for later as far as the AFC scenario. Tennessee loses this game. They can mess around and, like, you know, not make the playoffs. That's how crazy it is. Tennessee mess around, lose this game. And Miami and Baltimore win? Cleveland, Indianapolis win? They probably, I, I think they might be messing around be on the outside looking in. Wow. Which is crazy. That's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Hey, but that's how lit it is in the ASC right now. That's how lit hey. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can definitely see that with all your points of Tennessee winning this game. I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because I know Aaron Rodgers still going to make it very difficult for them to win that game, for Tennessee to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a side with you. I'm, I'm taking the Titans just because I feel like they can have more control of the time of possession in that game. They right. can do more things um, to, to, I guess, take situations out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. So, with that being said, and Tannehill's playing stellar football as of late as well, so that helps. And I don't think anybody on that team can guard A.J. Brown on the outside either. So, yeah, I'm taking Tennessee. Mm. Even the young cornerback for the Packers, who a lot of people feel is one of the better cornerbacks in football. You know Jair you? Alexander? Yeah. I like him. I do. Don't – you won't have, you won't ever hear me say that again. But uh, – I think AJ Brown is just a—he's a beast, man. He—that he, is a huge body. body. He's a big body too, but also, man, I think a lot of people have been sleeping. A, you know, the difference with the Titans for these last few weeks has been not only Tannehill waking up, Derrick Henry still being Derrick Henry, but Corey Davis, who's a Chicago guy, by the way, world. He's from a—he's um, from a Homewood, Flossmore, South Suburb. Um, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's a Chicago kid, and um, went off to a Mac school. Went off to a Mac school, um, and you know I think it was Western Michigan or something like that. And so um, he's been balling out lately, and so he's been putting up huge numbers, number of touchdowns, and so with him now, um, doing what he's been doing it's allowed for the Titans to be that much more of a threat. Don't have Corey Davis playing great along with A.J. Brown, but then you still got to worry about Derrick Henry. That's a freaking nightmare. That's a formula to a Super Bowl right there if if Corey Davis is that additional factor. And so um, he's been playing great. And so um, I wanted to point that out, that the Packers are playing great as well. This will be a football game to the core tomorrow. This will come down to the fourth quarter. These are two very good, evenly matched football teams and could very well, we pointed out on the early morning sports talk podcast, could be a Super Bowl preview 
just because of I don't know who will win the AFC. And so um, possibly a Super Bowl matchup. Not likely, but possibly. And so um, I got to take the Titans, so I like the style, and I think they can control the clock tomorrow. Um, Patriots and Bills. Um, is this Cam News' last game, first and foremost, bro? Is this Cam News' last game as a Patriot? I'm 50-50 on that because mm-hmm. I know Belichick knows he there's no weapons there. I mean, he, Belichick is the GM, and he already pointed out, like, you know, this this is what happens when, uh, you know, when you, basically when you tied up with Cap and can't make any moves and, like, I don't know, he basically alluded to there's not enough weapons there. So, yeah. so I think he might give him a fair shake on that one. I mean, obviously, Cam Newton made his presence known, and they they they, they do fight for him. His team, the locker room, like, they, they love that guy, so – I'm about half and half on that one. Um, as far as this game, uh, Bills Mafia, that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very important, man. And so um, it's a lot riding on next week, too, that we'll get into. Um, but I got to roll with you, man. Bills Mafia. And so we'll see how things go. Um, and that concludes our picks for NFL Week 16, a lot on the line. This very well could determine a lot of our playoff implications this week, more than week 17, actually. This week could. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, We appreciate everyone uh, tuning in uh, for our sports analysis. Um, Before we uh, get out of here, brother, um, any final thoughts or shout-outs? Yes. So, I want to give a shout-out to Alvin Kamara. I want to give a shout-out to that brother right there. If you are still alive in fantasy football you have him on your team he mm. basically all but just handed you the trophy 100 yeah. and was it 50 i don't know i'm looking up the stats now i just know six touchdowns 150 something right. on the ground three in the first half and three in the second half he should have had seven but but sean payton was was on some bs and put Taysom hill in the game for a touchdown it should have been seven but but yeah, man, that 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 was a phenomenal like Christmas gift to all fantasy owners. And if you was on the receiving end of that, just uh, just I don't know, man, just 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 take it, just take it with pride, man. You just swatch something phenomenal. That's awesome, man. Yeah, um, put up fifty-two points yesterday. Um, this is what makes the Saints dangerous. Um, is Alvin Kamara, and so um, I mentioned that they possibly are a team that you will want to play come January. But in my heart, I knew they're a team that you don't want to play. And I just said it just to say it, but really when it comes down to it, if Alvin Kamara has a good game, man, and he and he's able to be free and loose like he's often is, he's uh, he's easily the best dual threat running back in football. When I when I say a dual threat, that can do everything. Not just a, a down here running like Derrick Henry and not just a – pass catching running back like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey can get through the holes too, but he's better at the pass catch. Um, this brother, Kamara, can do it all. And so it ain't no weakness at all in his game, not one bit. Um, and so, yeah, shout out to Alvin Kamara. Um, I want to just shout out to everyone for uh, the holiday. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Um, and, you know, you guys continue to enjoy the holiday season um, with your loved ones. 
Um, thank you all for tuning in once again to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Thank you all for your conversation and your input. Um, go Bears. Uh, take care of Jacksonville tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, man, that's my final thoughts, bro. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, that concludes the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. May you all have a blessed weekend, um, a relaxing weekend, and take care and be blessed. Peace. Peace out.